right. Welcome back, everyone. Here we are, episode 11 of the Avid Investor Podcast with me, your host, Josh Adamek. And today we're going to talk about Pittsburgh real estate. Why invest in Pittsburgh real estate? What are the benefits? What does it have to offer? And, uh, you know, in my opinion, why not? Um, you know, I, I feel there's no better place. You know, there isn't much um, better opportunity than owning a bunch of bricks and mortar in the Steel City. And here's why. So, uh, as I had mentioned many, many times, um, you know, at Avid and Avid Management Group, what we do is we operate under a private equity model. Uh, we work one-on-one -on -one with private and institutional investors to create and manage portfolios. And the bulk of those portfolios are, majority of those portfolios are right here in the Steel City, um, in and around the Pittsburgh market. So, you know, our main focus uh, when we build these portfolios is, you know, not our main focus, but our main, our main property type, our main uh, investment is, you know, what we call regular houses in regular neighborhoods. So we build, port we, we create managed portfolios of single family homes in and around the Pittsburgh market. And our go-to is, you know, the, the, the 1950s brick ranch. If you live in Pittsburgh, brick ranch and two story. If you live in Pittsburgh, if you know the Pittsburgh market, uh, we call it grandma's house. So, you know, regular houses, regular neighborhoods, uh, you know, we own a lot of properties or we invest in a lot of properties in, um, you know, just the, the, the regular houses, regular neighborhoods, um, you know, in in the um, suburbs, you know, a lot of stuff that's in the in the suburbs just outside the uh, just outside the city limits. Um, you know, we uh, we have properties we invest in, you know, Westview, Ross Township, uh, Bellevue, Avalon. Uh, we go out east into uh, Monroeville, Penn Hills, uh, Verona. Um, we're out in the West Mifflin, Munhall, you know, those types of neighborhoods. Those are our go-to uh, type of investments. Yes, we we have um, we have properties in other areas, um, you know, other parts of the city, but those are just some examples of, of where we invest, uh, where we build our portfolios. And here's why. Uh, again, our focus is, is um, you know, safety and security. Uh, when we, uh, when we, while we operate under the, the private equity model, um, we have a significant amount of money uh, under management and a significant amount of property or a significant amount of money in these partnerships and a significant uh, number of properties under management. And what we found in over the years in creating uh, these these portfolios and these partnerships is our investment partners, um, you know, their main concern, you know, isn't isn't necessarily uh, return on investment or or you know making more money. Uh, a lot of our partners and a lot of our investors um, look at wealth preservation, um, you know, uh, safety, security, um, long term plays, um, not the uh, not not the the quick flips and and you know. Uh, putting money in and getting money back and then you know you gotta you gotta find somewhere else to put that money it's more so it's more so wealth preservation so that's that's what we do uh with our private equity partnerships uh we focus on safety we focus on security uh it's long-term plays uh we set them up so they cash flow um they produce uh a, a very solid predictable uh, rate of return uh, and then when you own real estate uh, under an equity partnership, uh, you're an owner, you're not a lender, you're an owner. Um, so there's tax benefits that go along with that in, um, in owning real estate. Even though when you invest in real estate and you make money, uh, you still get to take depreciation, which is the tax benefits. Um, and there are certain expenses that, um, 
that, that become tax benefits. You, 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 you know, you have capital, you have expenses in the properties and the, in the portfolios, those become deductions, offset some income. So, um, and then capital growth, capital growth is huge. Um, you know, we invest, uh, you know, the, the way we buy our properties is, is typically off market. Um, we buy them at a discount. We do some renovations and we create some value. We create some equity play. So there's capital growth um, almost instantly in, in our partnerships. And then, you know, when we look at, at Pittsburgh real estate, um, you know, Pittsburgh historically has shown slow and steady growth over the years. Uh, it, we don't have these these rapid highs. We don't have these crazy lows. Is there fluctuation in the market? Yes, absolutely. Um, but comparatively speaking, uh, Pittsburgh in the Pittsburgh region uh, has has shown slow but steady growth over the last several decades. Uh, in comparison to other markets and other parts of the other parts of the country that that have crazy highs and crazy lows, um, you know we've uh, we yes right now we're in an up market we're 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 showing you know record prices things like that, um, but you know historically slow but steady growth um so you know we love uh we love pittsburgh real estate we love everything that it has to offer um so let's dive into those 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 points a little bit um you know when we uh uh when we look at pittsburgh real estate um you know there's there's many many ways to invest uh or there's many different products and, and property types to invest in. Uh, there's single family homes, there's apartment buildings, uh, there's commercial real estate. Uh, there are, you know, there's, there's, you know, long-term plays with cash flow. Um, you know, there's short-term, short-term plays with flips and builds and new construction. Um, you know, and, and while at Avid and Avid Management Group, we do do some, take part in some land development, some infill new construction and some new builds. The bulk of our, our portfolio is long-term plays. As I said, regular houses, regular neighborhoods um, that we set them up for the long-term we got our cash flow. We got our tax benefits. We have our equity plays, um, and again, we have the safety and security. Regular houses, regular neighborhoods. Now, you know that's our that's our opinion. That's our investment strategy. Um, but you know, let's dive into that in, in a little more detail. So, you know, a lot of um, a lot of people ask me, well, why don't you just go buy an apartment building? Why don't you go buy a strip mall? You know, why don't um, why do you keep doing all these little single family homes? Um, so you know again this is our opinion this is our strategy uh but you know we prefer to build portfolios of single family homes as opposed to you know we'd rather go out and buy 20 30 50 single family homes as opposed to a 20 30 50 unit apartment building and here's why <clears throat> the single family homes uh, we have the ability to buy those off market. Um, so when we're dealing with a when we're dealing with a homeowner, we're helping that homeowner solve a problem. Um, and when we acquire the property, uh, you know we're we're buying them off market. We're a lot of times we're we're direct with the the seller, the homeowner. And you know when I say we're helping them solve a problem, um, you know it's typically a distressed property that we're buying. Uh, it's in need of repairs. It's you know they. Uh, might be behind on some payments, might be facing foreclosure, might be behind on taxes. But we have the ability to come in, you know, make a cash offer and make those problems go away. So, you know, we buy a lot of estate type properties. So, you know, fortunately, you know, it's it's a part of life, um, you know, where where a family maybe lost has lost a loved one and now they they have this home that 
that, um, you know, what do I do with it? Like, you know, sometimes the, the, the heirs of the, the estate are, you know, live out of state, live out of town, you know, aren't in the business. Many aren't in the business of real estate and, you know, just don't want to deal with it. Don't want to bother with it. Don't know what to do. Um, don't want to spend, they don't want to spend the money to fix the property up to where they can list it and, you know, sell it on the open market at retail. So, you know, we, we buy a lot of those types of properties off market. You know, we buy a lot of properties from, uh, you know, burned out, um, uh, burned out landlords or retiring landlords. You know, it's been crazy the last year, year and a half with all this, uh, you know, COVID and, and shutdowns and eviction moratoriums and things like that. Um, you know, you get a, uh, you have a resident, a tenant in there that's non-paying, you know, not not able to get them out, not able to deal with it. Well, we've bought, you know, some properties from from landlords. Um, that you know don't have the desire or the ability to to deal with those those issues um so with buying our single family homes there's many many different ways that we we go about acquiring those homes but more importantly it's not how we buy them it's it's how we manage them and and how we how we um uh, direct them over time so uh when we when we go out and we buy 10 20 30 50 you know single family homes whatever it is um you know, as opposed to a, a multi-unit apartment building, uh, we have multiple exit strategies uh, with that home. So, um, you know, we are, again, our focus is safety and security. Um, you know, we want to buy the property right. We want to make sure that we have equity, that we have cash flow, that we have, you know, the tax benefits and all the benefits of owning real estate. But we also want to know on the back end that we have multiple exit strategies. Um, so, we said, um, you know, what we do is is we put these homes in portfolio. Uh, we set them up. Um, we we put residents in there under a lease option type program. And you know, our our strategy is to put the residents in there, help them, um, you know, qualify for home ownership, and give them an opportunity to own a home where they might not otherwise have that ability to to own a home. Um, you know, we do that through our lease option type program. So that's our strategy. Um, but when it comes to, you know, the safety and security aspect, um, you know, we have multiple exit strategies. Uh, you know, if uh, if the market continues to rise, we can, you know, we could take those homes, we could sell them on, on the open market. Um, you know, we can package those those homes up and exit them, exit them to, a, you know, an institutional investor. We could, um, we could, you know, if, if we we bought a property for whatever reason that was that was a you know maybe not a good pick or whatever we missed something, um, you know, not that it happens often, but we have the ability to sell off you know one property or two properties or something like that. Now, you know, given that, and and we certainly wouldn't sell that property at a discount or at a loss. We would we would sell you know we're buying with equity plays right out of the gate. So, you know, we, if we needed to exit a property for, for whatever reason, we have the ability to exit, you know, and regain the, uh, regain the, the, the capital, the initial investment, and then put that into a different property. So, um, you know, you have flexibility and you have the ability to make moves when you have a bunch of single family homes. Now, let's just say, for example, you rather than buying, you know, 20 single family homes that are that are scattered site, uh, you went out and bought a 20 unit apartment building and you come to find out that that 20 unit apartment building has some issues. Maybe it was, you know, maybe maybe the um, 
uh, it was a location that you didn't do property diligence um, and, and you know, you're not leasing it at the rate you thought or you, you know, you, you um, for whatever reason, you got a bad batch of tenants in, in, in that apartment building. Well, that becomes an issue because that all your eggs are in one basket with that apartment building. Um, now, when we have when we have scattered site single family homes, you know, they're all over the place. It's it's you know we're we're managing individual homes, individual investments. Um, so we have the ability to you know if there's an issue with a with a resident, it's not affecting the the, the whole. It's not affecting the the rest of the residents. We have the ability to deal with that. Um, you know maybe remove that resident, replace them with someone else. Um, or, you know, or there's, there's multiple ways that we can, we can handle that. And that's part of the management, you know, every, every management company, many management companies deal with, with, um, issues with residents. It's just, it's just a part of the business. So, um, you know, when it comes to exiting the property, um, you know, if you own a large apartment building, uh, you're selling based on the the NOI and the cap rates. So uh, you're typically when you buy an apartment building, uh, you're buying from from an investor. And if you exit an, apart, an apartment building, you're selling to an investor. And in in my opinion, you know those those are contingent on market cycles. Uh, you want to try to buy at a lower price, obviously. Uh, increase increase the the income and increase the NOI, create a higher value, and then exit you know, at a, at a higher price, obviously, if you choose to exit, um, you know, so it's, it's investor to investor sales. Everybody's looking at, at the, um, at the profit and loss and the balance sheets. And, and it's a financial, it's, it's a financial based transaction. When we're investing in single family homes, we're helping someone solve a problem on, on the front end. They have a, they have a property that, that, you know, they don't want to, they, they don't have the ability to deal with, or they no longer want to deal with, we're helping them solve a problem and, and we're taking that pain away. Um, and, and we're helping them to move on with their life. Uh, and then on the, on, on the exit on the single family homes, you know, we're, we're helping those residents, you know, solve a problem. They need somewhere to live. Um, you know, we're helping them to qualify for home ownership and to obtain home ownership and obtain the the American dream of of owning a home. So, you know, we're, with single family homes, we're we're helping people, you know, solve problems and and help on on the front end, and we're helping people, you know, own a home, obtain the American dream on the back end. So that's you know that's another benefit. Not necessarily doesn't. A, necessarily affect you know that's not a bottom line you know what's the roi but you know that's that's one of the things that we look at with with our investment strategy so uh regular houses regular neighborhoods that's what we invest in in the pittsburgh market um you know we set it up for the long-term plays um you know we don't do a lot of these quick flips where we get in you know do some you know full-blown renovations and then sell it at a higher price we do you know we occasionally will get into a project and and do something if the opportunity arises but not often you know majority of our investments are long-term plays we we acquire the properties put them in portfolio set it up so the cash flow um we got our tax benefits and we got our long-term plays we got our capital growth um so if we if if we dive into you know roi rate of return um if you look at the Pittsburgh market, um, you know, price points uh, in the Pittsburgh market are amazing compared to other parts of the country. Our median price point right now, it's elevated. I think our median price point is somewhere in the 200K range. Um, 
last several years, it's been about 183 has been our median price point. You know, when we buy homes in and put them in portfolio, we're typically acquiring the homes for far less than that. We're creating, um, we do invest in, in the median um, the median price neighborhoods uh, in the Pittsburgh market, um, but we're typically buying the, the homes for less than that. We're doing some some moderate to sometimes significant renovations, uh, and then uh, minor to significant renovations, and then you know we're we're creating that equity play to put those homes in portfolio. Um, but if we um, if we talk about um, you know price points in comparison to the other parts of the country, um, you know. In Pittsburgh, we have the you have the ability to buy homes, buy it buy investment type properties that cash flow that that you can buy them right. Um, if you're going to leverage them, if you're going to finance them, um, you have the ability to put some put some debt against the properties, and you have the ability to uh, make cash flow, make an ROI from from day one, from the time you have that property filled, you know, and, and occupied. Um, other parts of the country, uh, price points are so high. Um, that, you know, rents don't support the price points. So, you know, I see investors uh, right now, especially in this market that are that are in other parts of the country that are buying properties totally based on speculation. They're buying homes that that, you know, are half a million dollars or whatever, and they're renting for, you know, two, three thousand dollars a month, negative cash flow every month. And they're 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 banking on the the equity the um the the appreciation the growth uh and they'll negative cash flow for a sh you know short period of time in in anticipation that the market's going to continue to rise uh and and they'll be able to exit that home for a profit now that looks great on on paper everything looks good on a spreadsheet but let's just say the market doesn't continue to rise, or let's just say we have a correction, and you're in another part of the country. You bought, you know, ten of these single-family homes that that negative cash flow, you know, five hundred or a thousand dollars a month. Well, you might be, you might have an appetite, or you might have the ability to support that negative cash flow for, you know, six months, twelve months, or, or you know, two years, or whatever the case may be. If we have a correction, and not only did it, does that, does that you know, property continue to not continue to rise in value, but it'll, it will go down in value. And now you're in a bunch of investments where you're negative cash flowing. They're worth less than than, than you paid for them. Um, and now what do you have to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to let the bank take the property back? Are you going to are you going to let them get foreclosed on? Or, you know, are you going to try to weather the storm for another you know two or three years while the market comes back up? comes back up and you can maybe exit, you know, at a break even or a slight loss. So, you know, that's what I see in other parts of the country where in Pittsburgh, we have the ability to buy homes that make sense regardless of market conditions. We're in a up market right now. We still have the ability to buy homes that have equity plays, that have cash flow, that obviously have the tax benefits. I have never once bought a bought a long-term property, a cash flow property that negative cash flow, that had negative cash flow. Why? Because we don't need to do that in the Pittsburgh market. And um, some of you might say, well, you know, but there's some folks that did really well you know, in the downturn, you know, in, in our other parts of the market. Yeah. But just prior to that, there's, there's a lot of people that, that lost their ass, you know, when the, when the market was upward, I'm talking, I'm referring to 2008. So, 
exactly what I'm talking about. People were buying negative cash flow, you know, back in, in 2007, 2008, and then the market dropped. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, you know, went bankrupt, lost their homes, lost their portfolios. It was a bad, bad time for, you know, many, many people, um, you know, homeowners that not, not just investors, but homeowners that were buying properties that they can't afford, couldn't, couldn't afford, but, you know, they were, they were able to qualify for the financing that was available, lost their homes, investors that were buying, you know, based on speculation, lost their portfolios, you know, builders that were doing a ton of spec builds, you know, went out of business, went bankrupt. It was a, it was crazy in, in 2008. Um, did we have some of that in the Pittsburgh market? Yes. Um, but, you know, that was, you know, if you were into the speculative type investing. But what I'm trying to say, what the, the message that I'm trying to get across is that you don't need to do that in the Pittsburgh market. We have we have we have plenty of investment type properties that make sense, uh, regardless of invest, regardless of market conditions, um, that cash flow that that have um, equity plays that you can set up for the long term that you don't have to do you have to be aware of market conditions and be aware of of market cycles yes absolutely um but you don't have to invest in the speculative type investments there's there's plenty of opportunity in the pittsburgh market where where you can you can focus on safety and security like we do at Abbott Management Group and and Abbott. So um, you know that's that's my message today. That's my that's my feeling. That's my take on you know why we invest in, in Pittsburgh real estate and you know why we are so focused on on the Pittsburgh market. Uh, again, in my opinion, you know it can't be beat. So safety, security, long term plays offers cash flow offers a good rate of return, there's tax benefits, and of course, you know, there's capital growth. Um, all of those are found right here in the Pittsburgh market. So thanks for tuning in. That's my message for today.